Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Big Brother Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. I'm your live feed obsessed host, Fox Van Allen. And joining me today, uh, as is the case each and almost every week of the Big Brother 22 season, join me in welcoming my big brother brother, Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. Missed you guys. We I missed and, you. And I missed yeah. you as well, Lance. Uh, yeah, last week uh, we had a uh, great episode talking with Alex Willette uh, from Big Brother Over the Top. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and, and take a listen, Lance. You'll love it. <laughs> I'm on Only it. Only a little bit of talking about you behind your back. Nothing to worry about. Oh, great. About. Well, um, now I definitely want to listen. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty much the only thing I could say to you to make you actually listen to it, I think. That's so true. that's my, that's my, my big brain strategy there. Uh, okay, so we've got a lot to talk about, Lance. We have not talked Big Brother in way too long, uh, and we got a lot to cover here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, last week, the Enzo HOH week, uh, all, the, all the mess, all the drama that went on in a week where the end result was predetermined from the very beginning. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, and we're also going to discuss, uh, of course, we're going to discuss the, uh, the future of Christmas's HOH. We know the noms. We know some of the secret powers that Julie tees. Uh, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. And of course, we are going to talk about the biggest event that changed the game last week that you will never see on television. Uh, and we're gonna do all that today. Uh, and we're gonna start right now, Lance. Uh, before we get uh, before we get into too much of the, uh, the wild, uh, wild of the, uh, the future, let's talk about Kaser. Um, because there was, short of winning the veto, absolutely nothing this guy could do to stay. Um, but we, at least I, am so glad that he is there. Uh, he, despite what Danny says, uh, total class act, uh, went out in a fantastic, fantastic moment. Um, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about Kaser. I'm glad he was there. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for dealing with all those people who just don't understand what a fantastic person you are, Kaser. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see him go. You know, we really wanted him to at least make it to the jury, you know, to not be... For the first time. Yeah, to be ousted that early again and stuff. But, you know, it's just how it goes. But I really just enjoyed the time he was there. He said he wasn't there for the money. So he, I think it was a successful run for him, even though he didn't make it to the jury. But I'm really glad he was there. And, you know, I'm really glad that he, uh, as the edit will, would show, he opened up the game a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think there are quite a few people who are going to be very apologetic to him once they leave the house. Um, I think some of them may already realize uh, their, their mistakes uh, moving forward, or maybe they don't realize it's a mistake until they walk out the door. But uh, I, I think there's, uh, there's going to be a lot of second guessing at the end of the season. Uh, once we crown Cody the winner, <laughs> or, or Tyler, maybe it's going to be Tyler or Nicole, who knows. Uh, but we'll, we'll I mean, look back. My money would we'll, be on Tyler right now. We'll look back and we'll say like, oh, if only they had worked with Janelle, if only they had worked with Kaser, none of this would have happened. We would have had a fantastic season. Uh, and instead we've got season 16, but instead of Tarek, it's Cody. I just think that, I mean, that's the easy way out. It's like the cop out. It's like anybody who doesn't win is going to be like, oh, if I just worked with them, I would have gone so much further. But so I feel like we're going to hear that, but this is the, uh, the bed they're going to lie in. Well, it makes sense because this is the season of cop-outs. It's just everybody, everybody, uh, yeah. every, any given opportunity is taking the chance to just slink back into the shadows. Caser even said it. This is, a, 
this is a boring season and it has been boring so yeah. far. And as the interview that is either before this or after this uh, over the TV guide article, you know, uh, <laughs> Let me, he's okay. not the only one who <laughs> thinks that uh, it's a boring season. It is, uh, it is, it is coming after Lance. Uh, we'll just, uh, we'll just, uh, just a spoiler alert. Uh, I guess this is a great time to tell people. Uh, so, um, uh, Sadie, Sadie Jenis from TV Guide, uh, a friend of the pod, right, Lance? Correct. Uh, she filled in for me last year uh, when I was uh, when I was under anesthesia, uh, kind of doing the uh, like when the president's under, the vice president takes over. You're the vice president. I guess that makes Sadie the speaker of the house. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, it was such a promising week. It was the Cliff HOH week that where he kind of turned tail uh, and did not, uh, did not actually follow through on taking out any of the big threats. Um, but it has so much promise. Uh, anyway, she wrote a fantastic article. Hey, you missed viral. out on a, on a huge conversation about racism. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Fox. Um, yeah, so uh, she, uh, she wrote an article that kind of went viral this, this particular week. Uh, basically, it's why why Big Brother All Stars is such a big disappointment. It really hit on a lot of the things fans were saying. Uh, no one likes the Janellacy. No one wants to see people make safe moves. They want to see big moves. Um, and plus, there's plenty of problems uh, with some of the casting. Uh, she is not a not a big fan of David and David's game, but it's hard to be a fan of David's game at this point. Uh, so that's uh, so that's kind of understandable. Anyway, uh, I I and her we sat down. Uh, her and I, pardon me, we sat down and, and discussed uh, her article, uh, and you can you can you're gonna hear that in uh, a little bit later this weekend as a special bonus episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. I know you're gonna be listening to that one too, right, Lance? Of course, I definitely, mean, Dave, definitely talked about you behind your back in that one as well. So perfect. She's uh she's right though. David has been awful. We've you know hit on that a lot through uh, our few episodes this season. But Christmas has been really bad, too. And Christmas winning HOH, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, yeah. Christmas winning HOH is just a disaster. Well, yes, we will, we will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, my my uh, unpopular opinion is that I actually don't mind Christmas. I, I like her so much better this season than I liked her first season. She is not perfect, but I, I, don't, I don't mind Christmas. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, I, I want to, before we get into the next week, um, let's talk a little bit about this week because there is an awful lot of drama that happens this week uh, in a week where Kaser's uh, fate is largely sealed. Um, and a big part of the discussion this week winds up being about Danny, um, especially with Enzo uh, and the quote-unquote guys alliance. So that's Cody, that's Tyler. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Danny this week and it's really Tyler and Enzo that are kind of focused in on this and they figure out that Danny's spreading a lot of seeds throughout the house. Um, Danny has a moment with, uh, we talked about it on the pod uh, last week where uh, Danny tries to convince Cody to throw a hinky vote. And then when Danny throws the hinky vote and Cody says, obviously it was you, she doesn't confirm it, but of course it was her. Everyone knows it's her because that's all she does throughout the house. Um, you, we saw a clip montage of her talking bad about every single person in her alliance and when she wants to get them out to other people. Um, everyone kind of puts this together. Everyone figures it out. She's targeting everybody so that we all shoot at each other and no one shoots at her. Uh, and it's a really surprisingly sloppy gameplay from her. Um, and really like very, 
very evil gameplay almost. Like she is, like she is I, I, evil Danny. She is not gonna like that nickname, but evil Danny. She plays so much that reminds me of like, she's just bad energy. She's bad energy, but that's a game. Yeah, I, it's been fun to watch her, but this past week has just been so sloppy. Like you said, the vote that everyone knows it was her and then going around and just planting seeds and everyone's onto it. She's not fooling anybody. So it's, it's a really fun thing to do when you're sneaky and no one knows you're doing it, but when it's that obvious and just puts a huge target on yourself, yeah. it's just bad gameplay. And, and then it's just tough to watch at that yeah, point. Yeah. And then if you fast forward to the veto episode, she, she is in both of those large uh, six person alliances and she spilled uh, the beans, so to speak, uh, about uh, the alliance that she is in with Tyler that doesn't include Nicole in front of Nicole. Uh, a little bit of a mess. Tyler didn't like it. I, I was very confused watching it happen on TV. Like, I don't think it's like a, a giant, like, game blown up moment. Because uh, it's, it's just, just awkward. So and awkward and confusing. And yeah. Tyler, honestly, is the one that made it worse because he's the one that just shone a huge light on it. Yeah. And that, that was, but yeah, just sloppy. And honestly, I would be kind of like Cody where there's so many alliances that I would screw that up. I would, I have a terrible memory. So I would be talking about another alliance with somebody who's not in it, thinking yeah. they're in it and just be terrible. The, the interesting thing about that though, is that Tyler can't really get upset with Nicole and Nicole can't really get upset with Tyler because Danny's in alliances with them, but just different alliances. So Tyler thinks he slipped up by mentioning his alliance. Nicole probably thinks she slipped up mentioning hers uh so i don't think there's any damage there to anyone but danny and she's That's been doing just, plenty of damage to herself all week long that just proves there are too many alliances and the alliances don't mean anything anymore well there are a lot of alliances that don't mean anything but apparently there is a key alliance that means something and that is that's really where we go on thursday um when ian has an awakening and i want to talk with you a little bit about this ian awakening uh, because we are told on the show that Kaser has been talking to Ian about the state of the game for, for weeks now. And a couple weeks ago, he revealed that it was uh, Nicole and Cody were working very closely together. Um, and, you know, basically putting together all these pieces that come from Kaser. Uh, and it turns out that those of us who watch the live feeds and have been watching Ian on the live feeds for the last several days know it had nothing to do with Kaser. Nothing, nothing to do with Kaser. Um, we had- It's like a goodbye gift to, to Kaser. You know, this is the cherry on top of your <laughs> terrible big brother career. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a gift, but it's a gift that has no chance of saving him whatsoever. That's like one of the most frustrating things about this week is that no matter how badly things blow up for Danny, no matter how badly things blow up for anybody in the house, the bottom line is Kaser, you're still going home. Sorry, buddy. Well, that's this the problem gonna... with the- that's the problem with the first month of this whole season is it just feels like everything's just set in stone yeah. and that there's nothing, no, there's no drama yeah. for who's going home. A lot, a lot of, a lot of early big brother has this problem <laughs> where, uh, where it is a large dominant alliance. And then it's just, there's five weeks of no one being able to get their crap together. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we had five weeks of people not being able to get their crap together. And now people are starting <laughs> to put stuff together. But again, like I said, it had nothing to do with Kaser. Uh, the real secret here uh, that the show doesn't want you to know uh, is that we had a wall yeller. We had a wall yeller. And I was talking about it the other week. I don't like these wall yellers. They're in my neighborhood. I live in Studio City. And it is a quiet neighborhood. 
and I don't need people trying to shout things to the big brother. I know Nicole and Cody are working together. You don't need so to it's... grab a bullhorn and shout it out to me. Uh, but apparently someone grabbed a bullhorn and shouted it out to the big brother backyard. Um, obviously there are security guards at the CBS location where big brother is taped, but it's the, uh, you, you can't like there's there are places outside where I guess if you get a, a bullhorn and you yell people can hear you and very clear that uh Kaser, uh Christmas Ian a whole bunch of people heard that Nicole and Cody are playing everyone in the house and that was the message and that really started Ian's gears going in his head um he was talking about like how this is a gift, like he can't not use this information now that he has it. Uh, he was talking with Kevin about it, talking with Bailey about it. Those conversations were really about the wall yeller. Uh, and that's really where that information came from. Uh, and I am so torn because one, it is the biggest and most exciting thing to happen in this game. Like something's actually happening now because of this. But on the other hand, like this is totally destroying the sanctity of the game. It's outside information. It's only going to hurt the players in the future because now they can't go outside. They're going to be on lockdown all the time. Um, like if you want to force these people to stay inside for the next 70 days and never see sunlight, that's how you do it. That's tough. That reminds me of the challenge, them just being in a bunker and not being able to see it. But uh, I'm with you. But, you know, the sanctity of the game, how much sanctity is there? Because these people are all doing pregame alliances and everything. So that's kind of ruining that anyways. So I agree with you. It's it's tough to see, but sometimes there's an outlier. And this feels like an outlier where if it opens up the game and makes things interesting and has people turning on each other and gives us actual entertainment and drama, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we need something. We need some drama and real game drama and not the BS drama that really doesn't affect anything. Not that we don't love the drama between Nicole and Janelle and that wedding. That is, I, I, I cannot get enough, but um, fancy it doesn't really affect the wedding. <laughs> that is are true. You, are you going to Nicole's wedding, Lance? I'm crashing it. Oh, good, okay. So does that, so are you going to bring a $3,000 check or are you not? It's gonna be one of the big checks. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so yeah, if you wanna go to Nicole's wedding, save up. Um, but apparently a lot of disinvites going out uh, over the next couple weeks. Uh, if you, that, that, like, that hug with a her and, a her and Kaser last night, that was an icy hug. That was, <laughs> she was not happy. Uh, but there were a lot of people not very happy yep. with Kaser. Wedding. Um, or, yeah. if he, or if he was, he got uninvited. <laughs> I don't, yeah, if he was going, he's not going now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, that's tough because, you know, $3,000 these days, you need all those checks you can get. Um, hey, it's especially, a, it's especially, especially if you don't win Big Brother All-Stars, uh, and she may have some trouble because no one wants to see a winner win twice. That's um, right, which yeah. is bad news for Ian as well, who I just find so fat, like with Kaser gone, he's the most fascinating person left in the house, and he's obviously smart, and he, is, he realized his game plan of laying low just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And so he, I really thought it was smart for him to try to weaponize Kaser do the burn after reading, let him burn down the house and, you know, just goes. It might have backfired a little bit on him. But it was, you know, the most entertaining 
aspect so far of this month-long season? That was fantastic, right? Like last uh, last night, Thursday night, at the live, or maybe live, live, pre-taped, live in quotation marks, right? Uh, eviction that we had last night. Um, that was the best, that was like the best moment. Like that, there were, there are so few events in Big Brother this season that give you hope for the future. And that was just fantastic. Blowing up everybody's game on a way out. Uh, talking about Nicole, talking about Cody, dropping uh, Danny's name in there. And it was so great watching each and every one of that, like Cody and Nicole and Danny, like go into that diary room to vote. And they are just so upset. And it's just, I- You could tell, like they were, the best part was they were shouting out their loved ones, but just so angry <laughs> and stuff. It's like, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, but it was I mean, fun. you know you, you want to call Kaser classless. I mean, that's just, that's just, it's, it's Danny. Danny's the one who looks terrible here. Cause it's nothing but yeah. the truth. It's nothing yeah. but the truth. There's nothing disrespectful about that. I don't think it's classless and it's no. a little old school big brother too. It's fun. You know, he, it was a little like Dr. Will in him and stuff where he kind of says every, he, he almost says, I, I hate all of you. Like he says, everyone's game kind of sucks. It's, it's yeah. a total Dr. Will move and everything. You just yeah. kind of wish he played like that the whole season. He was just, too nice and you know he played really hard in the beginning and then yeah. it was just tough well i'm really glad to see that uh, ian and him were at some point able to come together and it looks like caser caser and ian have well not really working together in the game there seems to be like some kind of bond there between them uh and caser is very willing to try to shake up the house try to do something for ian try to do something for bailey try to do something for the people who presumably would have worked with him had things been different, but things weren't different. Um, and uh, he he seems to have a pretty big effect on his way out the door. Um, things are things are definitely shaken up. There is a lot a, a lot of a lot of questions that he has uh, he has thrown in there. Um, and uh, you'll love to see it. Yeah, I it just makes the game more fun. Like I'm now more interested in what's going to happen this next week than I have been in a while. These past two weeks have just, it's been really tough because you, one, you love Janelle and Kaser and two, you know, they're going home. So where's the drama? Where's anything interesting other than, you know, a couple of hijinks and you know, what, what's the punishment going to be? And that's not that entertaining. Right. Right. Um, so uh, the, the fun thing about the, uh, the, the Kaser uh, blowing up the house moment, is that it really pays dividends almost immediately uh, because all sorts of lines wind up being drawn in the next HOH competition that we saw happen live uh, for, it's probably the most interesting HOH competition all season long because people- They planned it perfectly. Shooting, because... taking shots at each other. I wanna talk with you about it, Lance, and we're gonna talk about it right after this. Okay, Lance, so we are back and let's talk about that HOH competition. I know you have some thoughts. Yeah, it's just, it was perfect timing where Kaser blows up the house a little bit and then you kind of have to draw lines in the sand with who you're working with, who you're working against. And it's so, so quick and live and on the spot that, you know, a lot of people could kind of blame it on, oh, I wasn't really thinking, but that's such a cop out. Like the smart players know what they're doing. So it's just, you kind of want to see these kind of things earlier in the game where it sets up, you know, parts of the house versus parts of the house instead of having house targets. Yeah, uh, I'm a little torn because these kind of knockout competitions do tend to favor 
people who are in very good positions in the house. Uh, right. That's why Christmas won. Christmas won because no one targeted her. She barely played. Uh, Tyler almost won because no one was worried about Tyler winning HOH. Um, and that's kind of the beauty here. Like you can really see like who's being picked, who's not being picked, who's picking who. There's so much here. Uh, there's so much here, great stuff to unpack. So I, I went back and I rewatched the episode and I, I got all the pairings here. And I, I, wanna, I wanna talk about, I, I just wanna go down the list because there are, there's so much great information here in the list. So uh, we start with uh, Kevin and Ian. Kevin and Ian is our first one. That's a random draw. Uh, and we had expected Ian all week long to seriously gun for this HOH. Uh, he was trying to talk Cody into throwing, he was trying to talk Nicole into throwing it. Uh, he was making plans of what to do with Kevin and, and Bailey. And then he comes up there and on a mental competition, he goes out immediately. He, he just, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that he threw it. Uh, what do you think, Lance? Do you think he threw it? I, I think you have to assume that he did. Someone that smart to do that. I know, you know, you could screw it up. It could just be like a mental thing. Those things are mm -hmm. quick and you're trying to beat somebody. But for someone who is, you know, his intelligence is kind of like revered in that house. I think he definitely threw it at that point. Yeah, um, I was I was playing along. It's one of those rare situations where you can actually play along a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I was, for the most part, I was I was getting the right answer and I was getting him before other people would buzz in. But there was one, and I forget which one it was, where like I just said to myself, oh, it's less, but it was actually exactly, or I, I was off by one. And had I been there, I probably would have hit the wrong button like Ian. Uh, and, and mess myself yeah, up. It's, it's but, different when, you know, the pressure's on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think there may be something to that. Like, I, I agree that Ian probably does not want to, uh, probably does not want to take sides as much as it sounds like he does. I think Ian's game's much better off if other people are, are taking the shots instead of him. Uh, I we think can talk he, a little bit more about Ian's motivations when we go into the spoilers, but. Yeah, I think if he wasn't throwing it, he would have at least advanced a couple more, but since yeah. he did throw it, he didn't want to say anybody's name. And if you win one and then lose the next one, you're still picking some people. So yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think he threw it at that point. Because if he does win that first competition, he's got to he's got to come up with two names immediately, and yep. uh, it's Kevin. Kevin has to do it, and Kevin gives us like one of his like, oh no, I don't know what to do, Julie. And then Julie says, no, seriously. He's like, okay, Cody and Nicole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all right so it was like a fake it was like a fake out like i don't know what to do like yeah. he knew what he was gonna do which is um, interesting because he does that fake out thing and uh there was an interesting convo on the live feeds with him davon and bailey of him kind of just playing stupid with all that stuff and they weren't buying that either <laughs> so him playing stupid i don't think people are uh, ian it doesn't work for ian i don't think it works for kevin yeah i gotta say like i feel like kevin has bottomed out like I, I like i think last week was probably as low as his stock will get uh i'm not saying he's gonna become a winner but i think like his position in the game is like slowly getting better uh which is why this is so interesting here uh this 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 because he wins a veto like he's getting a little stronger people are talking about okay the next phase of the game should we pull kevin in and then all of a sudden he's like nicole and cody uh, and he is, he's taking a swing and it doesn't work out for him, unfortunately. Um, but it's good to see someone's doing it, you know, like someone's taking that swing. Someone has um, to, like, we can't just, we can't just go through this and, you know, these people just cakewalk to the end and eventually they go against each other. We need to see, you know, 
the Jessica week where you go after the big people, you know, like as bad as last season was, Jessica gave us a good week. She did. We need one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, yeah. We, we do, we really do need another Jess HOH week. Where is, where is Jess when you need her? Oh my goodness. How did she not make all stars? I just don't get it. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, I don't think, uh, I, I think after this season, it's going to be a while till anybody from Big Brother 21 comes back on your TV screen. Uh-huh. I think we're done I, with that season for a please. while. <laughs> Even your heroes didn't work out so great this time around. It's, uh, they so, need to do the thing where on all access, it's not even on there anymore. Yeah. It's just skips to the next season. Yeah. So, uh, so Cody and Nicole face off. Uh, Cody beats Nicole here uh, and moves on to the next round. Uh, and his choice here, uh, of course, he goes back and picks Kevin. Totally makes sense Kevin picked him. But his choice, his secondary choice, Devon. It's Devon and Kevin against each other. Um, and that's very interesting uh, because for most of the past week, we've been talking, a, a lot of people have been talking about Danny uh, and getting Danny out. And Cody has been on the side of, I'd prefer to see Day and Bay targeted rather than Danny. And Tyler is on the other side of that. Tyler wants to see Danny get nominated rather than Day or Bay. And like this right here is just, it's clear as day. You see where his head in the game is at. He wants to go after Devon, uh, Devon and Bailey here and not Danny. Yeah. And that's really what is kind of interesting about how the house is kind of splitting. You've got these people still working together, but then they want to protect these certain people who they're still working with. And I just think if you're Tyler and going after Danny makes a lot of sense, but going after her and pick, like if you're Cody and picking that early and going right after Danny, then you're just like, we're at war and you just don't want to do that. Like you can still target Danny, but you don't have to do it where you blow up the house, your relationships and everything else. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't hate that move at all. Yeah. Especially because uh, Davon has proved that she's not too great at the competitions either. She's, she's not, uh, but she, she really does well here. Uh, she, she does. She lasts, she goes up more times than anyone else. Uh, you know, even in the aftermath of this competition, people are saying that, you know, Devon really, like she played her ass off here. Well, um, this is the kind of competition that would be advantageous for her too, where it's not, this was finally not really a physical one. This is, you know, testing mental. Right, right. Um, so uh, Devon beats, uh, Devon uh, beats uh, Kevin in, in their matchup. And uh, her choice for the following matchup is Memphis and Cody. Uh, Memphis and Cody uh, go up against each other. Again, not a surprise that Cody, Cody picked her, she's gonna pick him. Uh, Memphis, uh, maybe not Maybe not a surprise. Uh, I do not, I don't have a lot of like solid information about how close those two are, Memphis and Devon, but just knowing what I know about Memphis, he, he ain't gonna like her. Uh, yeah. That's not gonna, that's not gonna. That's not a surprise. That's not a surprise. No, I, I don't think, uh, I just, I don't see Memphis in the Bay Day threesome happening. I don't see yeah. them being aligned in any way. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting here is once uh, Memphis beats Cody in this next round, uh, Memphis's choice, rather than go back and go after Day again, uh, he decides Danny and David. Uh, the David thing, not a surprise because Memphis has been aggressive towards David all season long. Yep. I just don't think, I just, I, I just think he dislikes him personally, like at this point, like I just, it has to be. I don't think it's a game thing. I just think he just doesn't like him. Um, but uh, the Danny, the Danny choice is very interesting there. 
And it really goes to show you that for the most part, the guys in the house are against Danny. The guys in the house, it's Enzo, it's, it's Memphis, it's Tyler. Nobody trusts Danny. And they don't mind seeing her go out here. They don't want her in power. So this yeah, is... And, and Memphis will take that shot. Other guys in the house are like, I don't want blood on my hands. I want to kind of do it in the shadows, kind of the Tyler way. But Memphis doesn't care. He's a straight shooter and he'll just be like, I want Danny out, so let's, let's do it. And, and then David, the, yeah, no brainer. And they're in the same alliance together. Memphis and Danny are in an alliance together. Yeah. And Memphis is not in an alliance with Devon. So I, it's, it's interesting there to see that he is willing to go after someone in his own alliance in a knockout competition um, where it's super yeah. public to see where the swing is. Yeah. Or, you know, counterpoint, David's so bad at this game, assumes Danny's just going to win, gives her the power, and then she kind of can go and retake control instead of Davon, you know, taking, winning again and taking control. Yeah. Um, in, uh, in, in any case, I, I think you're, there's just something to be said for that because this is, in any kind of knockout competition, the more times someone winds up doing it, the better they get at it, like each time. It's like the, uh, the Weekend Celebrity Big Brother where Tom Green wa- uh, won that dice competition, that, the one where you're in a giant die and you gotta move it. And yeah. he just got picked so often that he figured it out. Like every time he was going up against someone, it was someone who hadn't done it before and he knew exactly what to do and he won this thing. And that's, that's kind of what Devon gets here because uh, once Danny wins and beats David, Devon's right back up there and it's Devon and Bailey and that is 1000% what Danny would do if she won HOH here it's Devon and Bailey up against each other yeah Um, Yeah. no surprise here Um, and again it's it's Devon that beats Bailey here and Devon's final uh, Devon's final choice here uh, of who to go up next is uh, Memphis and Danny um, as opposed to Tyler and Christmas Um, that's that's her final that's her final pick uh, which really just goes to show you Again, what a fantastic position Tyler's in. What a fantastic position Christmas is in. Because uh, Tyler, for having, you know, just a disaster drop on him with David, just tearing him apart. And he's yeah. still able to recover. He's in such a good position. I really, you know, Tyler's just really good at this game. And it's, yeah. it's, he is one of the people that's been really interesting to watch. You kind of wish he had more camera time just to see all the things he's doing. He doesn't need to do the Danny thing where he's, he's doing the seat because he does the planting the seeds in his own way. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tyler is, Tyler is fantastic at this game because he is, he is the complete package. He is fantastic socially, he's fantastic physically, uh, he's got some smarts to him. He's yeah, everything you a- need, everything you need to be to, and he's, and he's a cool kid. He's everything you need to be to win a big brother. Yeah, the modern he's, not a fr- big brother. he's not afraid to win too, which is, no. a, a lot of people are afraid to win. They don't want the power. He's not afraid to do that especially yeah. early in the game. He, he'll, he'll occasionally throw a competition that he says he's never going to throw. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, he's, he's not afraid to win. He was gunning for this veto uh, last week. Um, he's, he, wants to, he, wants to, he wants to compete. And that really, it's modern big brother. Like, you can't, you gotta, you gotta win. If you're not winning, you can't do anything. And that's, right. that's, that's part of the problem with the, the folks who have left the house. Everyone who's left the house really wasn't winning anything. Yep. So. Um, the, uh, the final, the final matchup there, uh, once, uh, Memphis beats, uh, beats Danny, uh, it's Devon and Tyler who go up, uh, between Christmas and Tyler and Devon, uh, obviously he picks the one that is furthest on the outside. Uh, Devon, so close to winning this competition. 
is such a heart. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. She looks so solid. And she was up against Christmas. I know. It, uh, it, it's sad because this season, like in an alternate reality, can be so interesting because Hazer almost won the last set of household. Hazer almost won the power of veto. Mm -hmm. Now Davon almost won. So it's just like, we're that close. And you know, if we weren't on the darkest timeline, maybe they both win and this game is completely different. Yeah, it really does seem like the darkest side because like every coin flip goes the wrong way in this particular season. Really? Yeah. As far as like team, team good TV goes. Uh, it, it always seemed to favor the status quo and the boring people and the people who are already running things. I think uh, we're like uh, the tier above the darkest timeline because I think the the yeller, if that doesn't happen, we might be on the darkest timeline. So the, the yeller kind of lifts us up a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, person who ruined the sanctity of the game. Thank you. Is, I got to <laughs> ask, has anybody asked if it's you? You, you said it's your city. Uh, no. First of all, no, no one has asked if it's me. Uh, I, I deny that it is me. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's not me. All right, you got an alibi and everything? I'm just making sure, you know. No, it was, a, I, I believe it was a, I believe it was a woman. I believe it was oh. a woman, and not, a, not, a, not a gentleman. Got it. Which is myself. So I would, I would never ruin the sanctity of the hey, hey, if, game. If that yeller is listening, come on the pod. <laughs> We're gonna track, we'll track them down. We'll yeah. track them down. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll do some research. And has uh, Reddit figured it out yet? I'm sure Reddit already knows who it is. I I think there's some there there are some suspects out there. I I could I could pull out a Twitter handle of uh, of the suspect. So, interesting. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, interesting indeed. Right. All right. All right. Um, but no, definitely not me. Definitely not me. As I maintain my story that I do not want to be kept up at night by people yelling in my backyard. So. Do you have a backyard? Uh, a back, perhaps a backyard in the sense that the Big Brother house has a backyard, <laughs> which is sort of not which is really. just next to Man with a Plan. Yeah, if you like real grass, you're going to be disappointed in either of our backyards. So, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, so it's so close. We almost have a Devon win. Uh, Devon win here, but unfortunately, Christmas thanks to two consecutive wrong answers by her opponent, wins this HOH competition without ever hitting a button herself. Congratulations, Christmas, for your follow-up HOH win. Which one's more impressive here, Lance? This one or the Rach HOH one where she hobbles across the finish line and crushes to win? Uh, I would say the latter, you know, hobbling around when you're hurt. That's, that's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, she got, her name's Christmas, she got a gift. It works. Every, every time they mention her name now, you get the little jingle, which is, it was annoying on her season and now it's annoying now too. It's so who, get if, rid of her. If they get, if they get paid per sound effect, that, that jingle bell guy is rich. Oh man. He is doing the royalties well. on that. I, we got to come up with a jingle like that. And she's not going anywhere. She is going to stick around. She is in this game for the long haul. Uh, the, it looks like, unfortunately, it looks like the women are just going to be shooting at each other here. And she may be the last person standing out, out of that because everyone else seems to have a reason to dislike everyone else, um, at least on the at least on the the, the woman's side, um, which is uh, which is just so damn big brother. <laughs> it's you, you want them to work together and they just don't. Uh, so uh, so Christmas, uh, despite what could have been a fantastic week, Christmas is your hoh, um, and uh, this. We are going to go into the spoilers in a little bit, but 
even without saying the spoilers here, you know you're going to be disappointed by what she what she does here. Like you you know it's not going to be like a big bold game move here uh, that you the fan want to see. Yeah, they had me for a second where it's like maybe they'll they'll spice it up and maybe they go after like a Danny or something. But yeah, I uh, sounds like another ho hum week in the Big Brother house. Ho hum week. Um, it, it may be a ho-hum week as long as the no as, as far as the nominations go, but there's always the hope that there will be personal drama and stuff that blows up and we got maybe drama. someone will move in front of the bus. Yeah, we got the POV and then we do have these powers too that could, you know, shake up the house a little bit too. That's right, we need that's a, right. We need a little shaking. It's a little, it's a week late though, you know, we could have had these powers earlier, but. The powers would have come in handy a little bit, uh, a little bit sooner to be sure. Uh, so uh, let's, now that we've talked about the HOH, we're kind of at the, the end of the week here. Uh, I do want to move forward. I do want to talk about some spoilers because we do know who Christmas is going to nominate. We do know information about those secret powers. Uh, and we're going to spill all that great Big Brother tea right after this. Okay, Lance, uh, we are back and uh, we are about to get into the spoiler section uh, for, of our uh, episode here. So if you do not want to know what's going to happen on the uh, Sunday episode, uh, if you don't want to know where the direction the week is headed until it happens, uh, you're free to stop here and we thank you for listening. But if you want to get all the good uh, stuff that's going to happen in the future, uh, stay tuned uh, because we are about to spoil the crap out of this thing. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> what if I don't so, want to get be spoiled? Do I just am I out of here? Uh, I, I I guess if you wanna, <laughs> I you you'd be a real bad host if you did that. But That's I mean, true. I guess. All right, I'll I'll stick it out. I I presume have you have been watching, right? You know what's going on, right? Like this is not. <laughs> I know some. Okay, good, good. That's all I can ask, as long as you know some. Uh, so uh, so yeah, so talking uh, so, unfortunately. It looks like uh, if you, like we do, love yourself, so Devon and Bailey, uh, unfortunately, they're in big trouble this week. Uh, it looks Shocker. like they are the most likely nominations. Uh, if it hasn't happened by now, it'll happen by the time we're done with this podcast. They're going to be on the block. It looks like the target here is Bailey and not Devon, uh, but you got to put them up together. Uh, that is logic because Devon will take down Bailey. Um, I honestly think Christmas would probably be fine if either of them walked out the door, but Bailey is a target here. Um, and it seems like Bailey is a target here in part uh, because there is some drama going on with Danny and Bailey. And when Bailey was talking with Ian and they had that moment on the Thursday night show where it's on the count of three, tell me who's running the show, Lance. One, two, three, Cody, Danny. And the Danny part wound up getting back. So Danny knows that Bailey's not so into her. Um, probably doesn't know that pretty much no one in the house is into her. Um, but there was, there's some friction going on there. Um, and uh, the, the, the guys in the house, they see what's going on. They prefer it be Danny on the block, but the way they figure, you know what? We'll take out Danny later. Like, this is fine. Like, it's gonna, this will happen, let Bailey go. Um, and it, uh, it does I think not... that's the smart move for them to do that. Why, you know, rock the boat or anything when you can still get rid of somebody who's not really on your, your side. But I did, it did, you know, we almost had some spice to this this week. If you get Danny up there, or even if Danny was a 
a backdoor candidate, it adds just so much more intrigue to this week. But now it's it's not as interesting because you know most likely Bay Bayer Day is going to go. Just that's just how it's how it works and everything. So it's a little disappointing, yeah. but it is nice to know that people are scheming. People are you know this the six are splitting up a little bit. It's and it's happening a little quicker than we we thought it might. Yeah, it's not great if you are rooting for a women's alliance to come together because it looks like, again, a woman's going to be targeting another woman uh, to get them out of the house. Uh, so that is not the best. Um, but um, this could be a very interesting week. It could be a very interesting week if Devon or Bailey win the veto. One of them has to come down because uh, then another shot's going to have to be made. Maybe it's Danny. I don't think it would be. Uh, no, so. I would are... say I'd say Ian or Kevin. Yeah, uh, Ian got very lucky last week. Uh, Ian, and I think he's going to get lucky this week too, because Ian... Well, that's Ian, good, because Ian needed to get lucky a little bit, especially as a winner. He's had to get a... He got lucky that, you know, Kaser and Janelle were the big targets in the beginning. Yeah. And he got lucky that all this, everything that he talked about got out, and it really... He kind of put the everything on Bailey, and now she's really taking... She's getting dragged for it. But it's good for the future of this game because if Ian ever gets power, he's going to actually do something, and it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and that's uh, and it's, it's interesting, like, watching Ian now post-HOH competition where he's kind of, like, right back in kind of, like, talking with the people who are in power. Like, he's, like, talking with Nicole. Like He has to. Her. Like, Nicole, like, the thing, like, it just, when I heard the wall shout, it hurt my feelings. Um, there's been a big split uh, between Ian and Nicole uh, this, this past week where they've kind of drifted apart a bit. Ian realizes that exactly where he is, that he is the person who goes home when Nicole is targeted. Um, he's, he's, his, his read on that's really right. And if, if Enzo and Tyler spent a lot of time this week talking about expiration dates in the game, uh, Ian very correctly read that his expiration date is week four, week five. Uh, yeah. And he decided to do something about it. It's been interesting for somebody who reads the game so well, he still has that social awkwardness and his conversation with Enzo, where he's, he did a smart thing where Enzo keeps talking and talking about people. No one talks game with him. It's like, okay, maybe let's talk game. But he just says the wrong thing awkwardly, and it kind of just puts a him back into his mind back on his radar and everything so yeah. that was it, it's tough to to see that and then if you're you know just trying like it's kind of maddening enzo wise because it's like you can't complain about people not talking game with you and then you freak out when someone actually talks game to you he doesn't he doesn't like it when you don't talk game he doesn't like it when you do there's there's no winning it. yo nah <laughs> that's it yo there's Done. no winning with the no meow winning. meow <laughs> or as he's called on CBS occasionally, the meow. Yeah. <laughs> it's whoops. Um, any, anyway, anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that is, uh, that is, that's not great. Uh, we want to, we want to see, uh, we want to see Dave. I want to see Davon especially uh, do well here. Um, yeah. If I had to pick, uh, I'd much rather Davon survive. And, you know, it seems like it really would have been fun if her and Kaser teamed up, but it just didn't work out that way. Mm -hmm. But if uh, if Ian and Davon and can kind of make something happen, if Ian can just kind of do anything, and I feel like Davon's a perfect partner for somebody just trying to make waves in the house. She might not win. Yeah. She's at least going to try to do something in the house. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of getting in that phase of the game where, you know, they're, despite there not being two sides of the house, there definitely are. And I've been trying to figure it out. 
And I, I did, I've been trying to like diagram this thing and it's like a mess. Look at this wow. thing. Like it's Quite like flow chart. everybody's all over the place, but I'll, I'll direct your attention to the, the lower right hand corner here. Cause we've got Devon, we got Bailey, we've got Kevin, we got David and they're all alone on an island. There are all sorts of connections between the other people, but we've got four people who are just really kind of, really kind of stranded on, on their own island. And it's not great. Uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, I love, De love Devon, love Bailey. David's also there. Um, he, he seems like a lovely guy. The problem with that four, problem with that four is three of them are just awful at the game. Devon is good at the game, but she just gets herself in bad positions. And this is what we talked about earlier in earlier episodes and people on the show have talked about it. Kaser talked about it. They waited too long and now they're the floater four who suck yeah, and also not great to, to, pick off. Uh, to notice that th those are the those are the those are the folks who are who are uh yeah those are the four people of color. um and they are they are the four that are currently on the bottom and that's uh it's like 21 all over again anyway um not not saying not saying that anyone in the house is being intentionally racist seems to be just saying that's where it's lining up now not looking great Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, we've seen it before, and things aren't changing. Like, guys have won pretty much all the competition. Christmas. Has a girl uh, won? Christmas a is the only one who has. She won the safety Christmas, competition, right. which is yeah. really her. Like, that's a legitimate win. Uh, there were a few, quite a few people who weren't really trying yep. to win it, I guess. Um, but uh, but that's a legitimate win. The HOH is whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we're getting we're getting you know men winning 85% of the competitions and we're now getting all the people of color getting kicked yeah. out and targeted. It's, and unfortunately the next, you hate to see like it. the next step, if it's going to look even worse from there, it's like, once you lose them, we're going to lose the women. Like the women are going to be the next to go. And then you're just going to wind up yep. with a, we got Cody and Tyler and Enzo. Yeah. And maybe Memphis is there too. Cause no one, I don't think that can that guy. Great. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to reset a little bit. I just want to talk about that throwaway segment, mornings with Memphis. Can you imagine a worse player in the Big Brother house to host a morning TV show? Is he like the worst, right? I know. <laughs> it was so boring. Like, give me Troy and Abed in the morning, way over them, you know? Like, that was, it was so cheesy. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting is they, uh, they might have foreshadowed the Lakers losing because he did that was one of the headlines. So I'm a little worried about the Lakers now, but man, you know, it's night. I been wanting more of the stuff to kind of break up the game. Yeah. You want a lot of game, but you want some of the fun stuff too, to see the personalities, but you don't think of personality in Memphis. No. So I, I gotta say it is, literally it any great. of the other 15 people would make a better morning host in Memphis. If I was, if I was hiring like Keisha in the morning, sure. Uh, Devon in the morning, hell yeah. Uh, Kevin in the morning, I mean, no, but better than that. Like, I, that's, that's just my, uh, what about, uh, that, what about that Nicole? Actually, I feel like she is like messy enough to make that work. Like she'd be a good, uh, like I could see her doing like the fourth hour of a morning show. You know what I mean? Where things get a little bit looser when like, uh, yeah, the crying hour. The, that's the, right. The crying <laughs> hour. The fourth hour is, yeah, that's where you, you, you bring out the wine and you start to cry. <laughs> 
I was gonna say, yeah, you you do the uh, oh, I'm blanking on their names now, but yeah, you can get the wine for the, yeah. the today and wine show. both W I N E and W H I N E. It's both uh, very appropriate for Nicole uh, in in that particular situation. Uh, anyway, wine and wine. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that's the uh, so that is where things are looking with the nominations. Now we talked about the secret power uh, that Julie teased. So there is a basement competition. Uh, played in the complete darkness, presumably in the Big Brother basement. They have one there. Um, not a not a great place to be, uh, especially if the competition is played entirely in the dark, as it was. Miss that gives David bad memories, right? <laughs> that can't be Mike good. Gets, right? Mike gets sent home. That can't be good. That was that is exactly what his downfall was the first time around. Uh, at least this is not to go home. At least this is a good. This is only positive things. That's, Hey, you never know. What if they're just like, hey, David, uh, you did so poorly. We're just, you got to go. It, would, it wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst uh, thing. No. no. It would not be the worst thing. Not at all. Uh, so um, if you are listening to this, we do tape these episodes on Friday. So we almost always know what's going to happen with the nominations. And we know an awful lot about what's going to happen with uh, the uh, competition here. We don't know everything, though. Uh, but we do know at least two of the three special powers. So let's talk about those two, at least. And we can speculate a little bit on who may have the third. Uh, but we've got uh, Danny. Uh, Danny, who's in trouble. Danny is one of the three people with the powers. Uh, she is not happy with her power. Her power may... I'll, get, I'll ask you your opinion on this power. But Danny's power is that if she is, uh, for the next three weeks, or three game cycles, uh, if she is the HOH... The following week, she can play in that HOH competition. So it's it's like it, it removes the block from the outgoing HOH playing the follow-up HOH. Danny hates this power. Danny thinks it's useless, uh, and it very well could be unless she wins HOH. I mean, I hate to say it, a lot of the powers that are won end up being useless in the Big Brother house, but I don't think it's terrible. I mean, it's better than not having yeah. a power. Uh, and you know, she her name is being thrown around, so. I don't think it's a terrible yeah. thing. Um, I don't know that she understands uh, exactly how terrible her position in the game is. Um, but this could, this definitely could come in handy if she wins HOH one week. Uh, the, the obvious thing that you're going to be saying is, oh, we got to get her out before she does it again. And then she, presumably she could play. But it's, it's only three weeks. That's a very limited window to actually use this thing. Yeah, and you have to win HOH right, one of those right. weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's not great, but... Honestly, I'm fine with something that isn't like a massive game-changing power. You know, it's nice to have a power that, you know, doesn't really influence it that much, but it does help somebody yeah. out. Uh, well, if you want to look into a seriously game-changing power, uh, if we've got one that's, it, it, almost every time we have multiple powers come out, one is dramatically underpowered, and one tends to be dramatically overpowered. Of course. And this is no, this is no coup d'etat. But uh, the, the second power here in the mix is incredibly powerful. And it goes to Christmas. Christmas, our, out, our uh, current HOH, uh, won this power. Um, she cannot use it this week just based on what the power is. Uh, but here is what Christmas has won. Uh, Christmas has won a veto blocker. Uh, Christmas has the ability to completely destroy and eliminate the veto face of the game uh, for, uh, for a week, basically. So here's how it works. For the next three vetoes, right, uh, she can block uh, the replacement. She can block a replacement. So uh, if, if we're on the block together, Lance, I win the veto, 
Christmas can say, nah, Fox, you're not using the veto. Uh, and that's, that's an incredible power. Like, that's, that's very, that's very game-breakingly powerful right there. That is a, a massive power, and it, you know, it brings me back to my Big Brother 2 days of when it was, these are the two nominees, yeah. and that's it. And I don't know, as a, like, putting my producer hat on, you eliminate this phase that doesn't add entertainment. So it's not that fun. It is a, it is a huge, massive power, especially when Christmas is in control of the house and you can control yeah. so much of that and Christmas side is in control. So yeah, I, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting It's unfortunate power. when the powers do wind up in the hands of the people who least need them. Um, but yeah. here's the thing, Lance, the power is even stronger than that. I only told you half of Christmas's power because it turns out if Christmas wins the veto herself, the power changes a little bit where Christmas can block the replacement nominee, where if uh, she is worried about Nicole being nominated in her place, she can say, and she's got to do it before the nomination happens, the nomination ceremony, but she can just say like, Nicole's not, you can't touch her. And then got to pick a different replacement nominee for three weeks. Okay, so I, I now understand why Dan <laughs> Right? That's thanks. That yeah, her her power sucks compared to the, this is well the problem is Christmas has multiple powers. So, you know, instead of just one of those things, she gets both of them. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's like um it's like that it's like that old episode of news radio where the, the boss gives out presents to everybody and everybody gets something really amazing and expensive and one person gets some tapes. Was not expecting right? to use radio. Throw back to uh, if there's uh, there's okay. one thing one thing I know it's TV of the mid 1990s. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Uh, it's a great show. Anyway, R. I. P. anyway, yes, it is a great show. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, th those are the two. Those are the two big powers. There is a third power in the mix. Uh, as of this moment, we do not know exactly what it is. Um, we can perhaps guess that based on. Danny and Christmas and then having conversations with other people, it may be on the other side of the house because the people that Danny and Christmas have talked have been talking to have not come out and said like, oh, I've got the third one. So, but then again, if you got the third power, why the F would you tell them? Like, I wouldn't tell Danny that. Exactly. Like, I, I sure wouldn't tell Danny yep. that. Uh, might tell Christmas that. Christmas is in pretty good with everyone in the house. So maybe it's Devon. Devon right. is, is, a, is a choice here possibly. Um, I don't get the feeling it's Bailey. Bailey just like, she seems like in a real bad place emotionally and maybe she'd be feeling a little bit better if she had some power that might save her. Um, she's, she's not somebody who uh, has a poker face or hides her emotions too well. So if she won, I think people yeah, would know. Um, maybe, maybe it could have been Cody, um, you know, he, or, or Tyler, like you always got to think like they're so physical, like they've been winning stuff in the past. They've got a good chance to win this. Right. Uh, right. Fingers crossed that it is a Devon. It is even Kevin at this point, like, oh, I'll take it. You know, Kevin, Kevin at least, Kevin is at least in the just spot right now. I feel like Kevin's eyes have been opened. He's not going to be able to do an awful lot with it, but Maybe he can get lucky. Yeah, it feels like Kevin's, you know, legacy for this season, at least, is just to be the pawn. It just feels like he's the guy that, when you need somebody to put up, it's Kevin. I think he is the person who is the most likely to be able to turn things around towards the end. Um, I think a lot's got to happen in his head for that to happen. Um, winning the, he's gotta get winning the veto is a good first step. Winning the veto last week, I think, is a good first step. And that was not an easy veto to win. Yeah. Um, 
he needs to get his head in the game and he needs confidence. He's just a yeah. confidence oh, guy. Oh, fun fact. If you like uh, Big Brother history, Lance, and I know you do, the, uh, that veto competition that uh, Kevin won, you might remember that's the competition that Jackson beat himself doing uh, last year. Fun fact. It was good to have a fun throwback to the that winner. Is, that is a fun the winner fact. of Big Brother 21. <laughs> that's, uh, I totally forgot about him peeing himself yeah, until right yeah, now. It's so good, uh, good to keep that. Never forget. Never forget the winner of Big Brother 21. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we don't know the third power. Who knows what it could be? It could be anything. Like, okay, well, now I'm the HOH every week for the next three weeks. Like, who the heck knows? So we'll, we'll find out. Uh, hopefully it's someone good because Danny and Christmas, those, those are not two good people that, that, those are not two interesting people. I'm not, I'm not confident. Powers, yeah, yeah um, not unfortunately. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's, where, that's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. It looks like Bailey's in a lot of trouble. Um, maybe it could be Devon if uh, Bailey does take herself off the block. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this season. That was when I was talking earlier with Sadie about her, this season is such a disappointment article. I want to be, I want to be optimistic, Lance. I want to be so optimistic about the season because I love Big Brother, but I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We've had five bad weeks in a row. I'm nervous. It's the season has not been good, but the one thing I will say for it is it's better than last season. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been tough, especially when you know a lot of the most well liked people are gone, and you kind of have this mob mentality of people just bulldozing people. There isn't a lot of drama. There isn't a lot of anything. Uh, I think they said it last night uh, on the live eviction episode where everyone's kind of playing nice and no one. No one wants to throw that first punch. And so uh, that's yeah. not fun. And I, you know, Dr. Will had a tweet. He was, he even tweeted about how terrible the season is and how he, it, it would be way more interesting if, if it was him and 15 other people, which please <laughs> give me that. Knowing the fans, Lance, Dr. Will would go home week two and then everyone would, this is the worst season oh, yeah. of Big Brother ever. But everyone thought that in big brother all-stars and he you know he almost well, he should have to just need to have a day one twist where dr will gets the golden apple or the the horn of majesty or whatever twist they want to put in that makes him safe for the first 12 weeks of the game he just needs uh he needs boogie to you know come back to to reality and and help him out be chill town again and then have somebody just in love with him for an entire yeah. season. The, uh, the, the producers have an awful lot of influence over the game and they, they can by what twists they want to put in and what kind of competitions. All I'm asking is the next one we get, whenever that is, please someone, please something that favors the people who are not in power. Just whatever it is, just something that gives a little lifeline to someone we want to see win. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. It's all. Oh, yeah, and there's no hope of a battle back either, which that would be my one like piece of like little piece of optimism is like, all right, maybe, you know, Janelle can totally come back. But now, yeah, so now I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, that's what did Kaser and people were worried there'd be a battle back yeah. and he'd, he'd either him or Janelle would get back together if they didn't. Um, that's unfortunate. Uh, not sure if it's if it's a coronavirus related thing, if it's just uh, that's how they design this game, it's a shorter season. So you can't have people coming back in all the time. Uh, who, who knows, but not looking good. I don't know if we're going to get a battle back in the post-jury. I, I, I would assume not if we're not going to get one in the pre-jury. 
Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So once once they're gone, they're gone. Unfortunately, unfortunately. So yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a bummer. You know, it's the anti-survivor. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think we're we're kind of right at the end of the uh, right at the end of the uh, the pre-jury, and uh, it's uh, I, this is this is the last chance people have to make that decision. Who do I not want to spend the next sixty days with in a in a Sounds fancy like house? Bailey. And I think that is that is going to be that is the biggest problem that Bailey has right now. I think is that a lot of people would rather spend time and sequester with uh, Devon than with Bailey. Um, yeah. I would. I mean, no, no. Like Bailey seems like a lovely person. Like I got nothing against her. I just love Devon more. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How it is. Uh, so, uh, any any other thoughts or predictions for this week, Lance? Uh, or is it going to be is it going to be tough? Is it going to be tough to watch? Uh, I don't think it's going to be as tough to watch because I do think there's some splintering going yep. on in the house and kind of seeing the house turn on Danny is somewhat interesting. But I don't think it's going to be an entertaining week by any means. But I I think I mean compared to this past month, it might be the best week. Which isn't really well. Sandwich. We're holding holding out all our hope for veto, just like the last several weeks. But that has not worked out too well for us uh, in the past. But hey, yeah. if something rig the competitions, do something. You know, get that coup d'état. <laughs> if something. If something. Everyone keeps talking about the coup d'état, and I'm so nervous because the last time it happened, we got it. It, ha- it helped out Big Jeff. That's the last. That's the last yeah. thing you want to you want to see happen. I could just see the coup d'état being introduced, and then El oh, Cody wins it. <laughs> I could see that too. I could see that too. Yeah, it's, uh, always goes to the person who needs at least. Anyway, uh, listen. Uh, if uh, uh, faithful listeners, uh, thank you so much for uh, for tuning in this week and listening to uh, me and Lance talk about Big Brother uh, again. As you heard earlier in this episode, please be on the lookout for our, our special bonus episode this week with Sadie Jenis from TV Guide. Um, where we talk about why Big Brother is so disappointing this season. Uh, more positivity out in the world, Lance. That's what we're all about. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and of course, the best way to find that episode when it happens is to subscribe to the Big Brother Brothers, right, Lance? You can do it on, yep, right. you can do it on Google uh, Podcast. You can do it on Apple Podcast. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Stitcher. You can do it on iHeartRadio. You can do it anywhere you find lovely podcasts. You'll find ours. Um, so please give us a follow and a listen and a subscribe. Watch us on YouTube. And yes, that's a great point. We are on YouTube and we are on Facebook as well. If you like seeing uh, seeing videos and uh, just uh, just want to have something in the tab going in the background, here, to just try to support. We, we don't we don't mind the we don't mind the extra views at all. So uh, please uh, take a look for us over there. Um, and if you really 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 like what you hear, uh, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app or. Where wherever good reviews are found, if you just wanna just wanna write us a Yelp review or whatever, that's right. Uh, ideally, on a podcast, five yeah. stars, five stars. That's right, that's right. Five stars only. Five stars crew. Okay, uh, so uh, hey, we uh, we're gonna see all of you back here next week. I hope. Uh, stay tuned for that bonus episode, and we'll see you back here next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.